Greetings, everyone. Master Grogan here, ready to rock your world with another exciting Kickin' Life podcast. Hey, as you know, we talk about it a lot. Not if, but when the world kicks your butt. I'm here to motivate, inspire, and kick your butt back up. And that's the whole essence of the Kickin' Life podcast, to help you live your best kickin' life. So buckle up. Here we go. everyone master grogan coming at you again with another exciting kicking life podcast episode number 190 and this is part three of our new four-part series on live to give and today's show we're going to be talking about words have power but before we get into that i gotta let you know that we've got a special guest in the studio today he's been on the show countless times but he's back with me today for a little two-part spin he's going to be on episode here 190 and 191 and then hopefully we can also get him on 192 and 193. That would be awesome to kind of complete this set on Live to Give. And who am I talking about? I'm talking about my best buddy, Mr. Austin Grogan. Austin, how's it going, bud? Doing great. It's awesome. I get to be a part of a whole four podcasts. Oh, Making nice, history. nice, nice. Making history, he says. Good stuff, good stuff. So anyway, episode number 190 here. Can you believe, first of all, Austin, we're, we're talking 190 episodes. It's pretty unbelievable. Uh, it's crazy, isn't it? Remember way back when, how many years ago, we recorded episode number one and then two, obviously, then three follows two. That's how that cycle continues, right? But here we are, week three of a, a four-part series on Live to Give, and what a great time for it, right? The holiday season, Christmas season is upon us. We finished up, had a great Thanksgiving, and episode one, week one on Live to Give was random acts of kindness, just talking about getting out and doing something nice, and, and, and a lot of us, you know, we do random acts of kindness without even realizing they are random acts of kindness because we condition ourselves to do that. What the whole point of the show is planting that seed in your mind. Maybe you could do more. Maybe I, you're not doing any random acts of kindness. I don't know. But kind of planting those seeds and giving you ideas and suggestions on the things you can do. And then part or part two, which was last week's episodes, we talked about um, the power of the smile and how a smile even smile before you answer the phone has a profound impact on the conversation. You can almost feel the energy and feel the the happiness within the smile even over the phone. And, of course, I didn't talk about this, but it got me thinking a little bit. Can can you tell if there's a smile when there's a text message or an email? Uh, not generally, no. No, because you can't, you can't interpret the tone uh, of, of the, uh, uh, I guess, the sender, right, of what their tone was. And that's the sad thing about uh, what's really lacking in today's world with communication is we have all the connectivity in the world to communicate with anybody anywhere in the world. But often that uh, it doesn't matter if you're smiling or not, that text message, that email is subjected to the interpretation of the person reading it. You know, on a phone and like here on the, ra- on the air, on the radio, you can hear that we're, we're excited, we're glad, we're happy. But you take away that, that voice, which is, you know, the ultimate connection tool, boy, oh boy. You're left with whatever, you know, the person tends to interpret. And obviously the best form of communication is, well, just like we're doing right now, Austin, we're sitting in the recording studio looking at each other right across the table, which reminds me we've got to get a, a picture. I'm saying that now so uh, you'll remember hey, uh, for um, for what? You know, for social media, right? Having you with your earphones on and standing uh, stand in front of the microphone there. All right. Well, anyway, enough of that. Let's get on with the show here. As they say, words have power. And words, they have the power to, to do what? They have the power to help and heal. 
but they also have the power to hurt and destroy. I always like to say, if it makes you feel good, if it makes you feel empowered, if it makes you feel special, chances are it's going to make somebody else feel that same way, right? Wouldn't you agree, Austin? I would agree, yes. Yeah, okay, good, good. It's kind of the same thing I do when I go to the speeches at the school with the kiddos there. I talk about uh, we all have the power. Well, I'm going to dive into next week's show just a little bit. We have the power to be a hero, and that's kind of the part four to wrap this whole series up is be someone's hero. Well, today we're going to talk about a good way to be a hero, which is the power of words. And if words help you feel good about yourself, somebody said something nice to you, like you're awesome, you're cool, I like you, you're my friend, man, or just say, hey, I like your hair. Was that a new shirt? That looks cool. Something. doesn't have to be something spectacular. We never know the battles others are fighting. So we say something nice to them, it empowers them to feel good. But, of course, on the other side, words also have the power to do what? Hurt and destroy. Hurt and destroy, right. You know, so someone says something mean or disrespectful or rude, man, it can really affect us, can really hammer us. And we know if it makes us feel that way, it can also make somebody else feel that way. And that's just a good rule to live by, right? If it hurts you, it's probably going to hurt somebody else. If it makes you feel good, it's probably going to make somebody else feel good. So at, uh, at the academy, we constantly talk about, you know, we're constantly praising the kids and even the parents. And especially, I know you teach, uh, uh, one of the only classes you teach nowadays is the adult class. Because we got you wrapped up in the program director role. But you talk to every single one of the parents and you give the kids on their first experience at the academy that uh, um, uh, the free private class. So that experience we're creating is empowering them to feel good about themselves. So what are some of the words you say to the kiddos? I mean, especially they're kind of afraid maybe to get on the mat or, you know, the parents to come into an, our academy, which is a beautiful academy, I will say. <laughs> We've built that baby up over how many years, right? And it, we always wanted it to be beautiful, but we, uh, I don't know, we first started off there. It was a little 600-square-foot place, and then we went to 900, and now we're at 5,400 square feet. And we, we, we try and give the parents the best possible experience we can. But anyway, parent comes in, they're a little... I don't know, nervous, you can see it in their eyes. What's the first thing they see when you come in or when they come in? They see what? Big smile. Yeah, yeah. And that kind of automatically cuts a lot of tension out of the air, doesn't it? It does, yes. Because, I mean, a lot of times people come in and they're to different places and they, like, look around, like, what am I supposed to do? Like, I, it's, it, I mean, it's a whole new experience, so it can be very confusing. So it's very helpful to have someone that kind of guides you through the program, but uh, – you know, obviously have a smile on my face and try to be energetic and, and happy at the same time. But a lot of times they are nervous, especially the kids. So I just do my best to compliment them a bunch. And then just my goal is just to make them feel not only empowered, but just confident enough to do class. Because if they, if they, if I get them smiling a little bit, get them on the mat, like by the time they're on the mat, then I know it's going to be perfectly fine because <clears throat> everything we do while they're on the mat, just They'll, they'll throw some punches or kicks or whatever they're doing, block, um, do some blocks. And then we'll tell them how awesome they are, and they'll get super excited. But getting them on the mat is is the, I don't want to say the hardest part, but is sometimes a challenge. So I got to make sure from as soon as they walk in the door to make them feel comfortable and, and happy and everything like that. Good. And then for the parents uh, and adults out there listening, you know, anytime you go into, and I'm a human being too, I mean, just like all of us out there, you go into an environment you may not know a whole lot about, you're going to be automatically on the defensive simply because we've been conditioned by you know, kind of the way society is to put up our guard to make sure we don't get taken advantage of. That's how it is. And I know that. 
And I get that when people walk in. So our goal is to make them feel comfortable right off the bat and pretty much let them know. They, they walk in, the first thing they see is Austin smiling and the energy and power in the room and then also him you know, making them feel good, coming out and shaking their hand. We don't stand behind a desk. We get out there and greet them. And I'm bringing all these things up because hopefully they can help you in whatever line of work you're in. Or uh, I know we obviously a big majority of our fans are uh, martial arts uh, academy studio owners. That's you got to be there. And it doesn't mean because oftentimes we've heard it say, well, you know, it, it feel good feelings, good and all. But is that real martial arts? Well, martial arts, what it stands for is is a militaristic discipline of living a better life. Now, just because it's militaristic doesn't mean it needs to be militaristic when everybody's screaming and yelling and degrading and putting people down. It's about actually empowering people and lifting them up. It's teaching them in a disciplined manner to live your best life through powerful words, you know, compliments, praise. And we don't give false praise, but we do motivate and empower the kids. We bring them up, and we feel it's much better to build up a kid instead of trying to repair a broken adult. Think about that for a second. And that's going to tie in a lot with our show today with the powerful words because the seeds we plant in our kids' minds, the seeds we plant in our own minds, well, boy, we're planting those seeds in the most fertile garden there is, our mental garden. And if we plant the wrong seeds from the wrong words, not only that we hear from others or maybe we say to others or say to ourselves, we're going to have a messed up garden. So anyway, Messed up garden. We have to till that baby up, right, Austin? Repair a broken adult. <laughs> so, you ever heard that before? Uh, I don't think so. No, no. Okay, maybe I surprised you. Yes, got one in the in the bank here. But anyway, when they come in, you, like you said, that one of the hardest things to do is get them on the mat. So yes. you got to talk to them, and uh, um, and, and and here's the thing with kids: you give them belief in themselves, they can do amazing things, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty amazing. And what are the words we talk about a lot? I believe in me. Yeah. So. At least we have the kids look in the mirror and say those things. I believe in me. I believe in myself. Yeah, I mean, that's powerful. You say those things. And we have them look in the mirror so they can see themselves saying it. And is that always easy for kids to do and say? No, until they get used to it. They used to it. At first, they're like, what the heck? What's going on here? But you can see that confidence start to radiate through uh, not only their smile and their eyes, but in their technique and their technical value. And what do we talk about? What are the only two things we evaluate on at the Academy is attitude and effort. Explain that for our listeners, please. So attitude is just the mindset and the mentality behind I'm going to put forth my, my very best and leave it all out on the mat. And then the effort is just actually doing it. So attitude is more the mindset effort is just, is just doing it. Um, and then Sorry to kind of circle back around to the beginning. We were kind of talking about compliments and how to get them on the mat. As soon as as soon as they kind of walk in, uh, usually the parents are, like you said, kind of put the guard up sometimes. But but the kids are usually just super nervous. So I tried to hit them like right off the bat with a compliment, like, "Oh man, super cool shirt or those shoes light up, man, that's awesome." Or is that Batman on your hat? I love Batman. Or just something small like that. Oh okay, you know, get them, get them smiling a little bit, give them some high fives, and then. Usually by that time, they're okay. Sometimes not. Sometimes they just hide behind their mom or dad and grab their leg, which happens often too. Sure. And then, of course, obviously, we, we that's the reason a lot of the kids are at the academy, right? You know, they, they don't have a lot of self-confidence and maybe their focus is off or maybe they, a good majority of them because bullying is – it's a thing, folks. We, we talk about it a lot. I mean, it, it, it is what it is. Oftentimes, we're a worst on bully because we allow others to bully us. 
We allow others to bully us with the words they say, and then we say those same words to ourselves, or vice versa. We call ourselves bad names, and others hear it enough, they think it's free reign, free will. You know, like we say, oh, I'm dumb, I'm stupid, I can't do this, I'm an idiot. Well, we're bullying ourselves. We're planting the wrong seeds in our garden, and we say that enough, we're going to walk around defeated because we've defeated ourselves with those powerful words. Absolutely. Yeah, and and sometimes we can get like, almost a hundred compliments in a day, all these, all these positive things. And then one person will come around and say one negative thing or try to put you down in some way. And then that's all you focus about the whole day, but you're boring yourself. If you just chose to focus on it and easier said than done, like everything else, but if you just chose to focus on the hundreds of compliments that you got and how great you are, it's, it's just a mindset. But usually we tend to focus on, on the negative things, which is, I guess, just how the human brain works sometimes, but it is very possible to, to completely just change your thought process and, and think positively. And like I said, easier said than done, but it, it is possible. So you just got to completely believe in yourself. Sometimes changing your physiology, just jump around, get a smile on your face, and then you'll usually start thinking more positively. Is that Tony Robbins over there? Who was that? Uh, that was straight from Tony Robbins. <laughs> no, I meant him looking at Tony Robbins. That was fantastic, Austin. Oh, well. Very nice job. Just a reminder, folks, he's 19 years old. That's pretty good stuff, huh? Yeah. Think about it. If I knew those things when I was 19, goodness gracious. Instead, I waited till I was in my 40s to, to learn those things. So there you go. But now I've got it, and I'm sharing it with you folks, and I'm bringing rock star Austin on the show to help out with those things. But he's exactly right. Exactly right. We'll get 100 compliments and then one negative. And what do we focus our attention on? The negative. I, I don't get it. But that, that unfortunately, that's, that's the power of words. We allow that to happen. And the truth be told on that, our own psychology on that, is when we get all the compliments, oftentimes we don't believe we're worthy or deservant of those compliments. So we just kind of let it go off the wayside. And then somebody throws a negative at it, and we tend to believe that more than we do all the compliments and all the positives. Because we believe, well, that that person that said the negative, they must be right. Everybody else is just kind of giving me false praise and false hope because I really don't deserve that. Now, is that, I mean, borderline psychotic? Yeah, it is. But we all do it. And why do we do it? Well, most of the reason we do it, that bullying ourselves, because we've planted those seeds of self-doubt in our mental garden, and we've allowed those things to grow. We truly have. You know, maybe as a child, someone said something, we couldn't do it. I know me personally, as a child, I was told what I couldn't do you know, Richie, you're not big enough. Richie, you're not tall enough. Richie, you're not smart enough. Richie, you're not strong enough. Richie, there's no way you can do that. Richie, what do you think you're doing? And and I, I, don't, I, I don't know if people are doing it just to bully me or just trying to prepare me that the world was a tough, rough place. But I'm telling you what, those things planted a seed. Now, I took it the opposite way. I said, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to show you. <laughs> and to this day, I feel like I'm still trying to show people and to prove to people which I need to mature a little bit and get over that. But that my whole point of that is those words have power. They truly do. Now, with that being said, I'm definitely not about false praise or lying to others, but I'm also not about beating someone down either. There's a way to help others. There's a way to help yourself, and it's the words we choose to say about ourselves and the words we choose to say to others. But I think most importantly, it's about us, right? So Absolutely. Also, you ever looked in the mirror and said, God, you're an idiot. Uh, yes. <laughs> so have I. More times than I like. I mean, just think yesterday we're out throwing the football around in the snow. And here in the Midwest, we got quite the snowstorm, right? Yeah. It was fun. It was fun. We got a chance to go out and go sledding and having a good time, which was a great, 
release. I mean, great endorphin release, just being outside, playing around, bundled up. Uh, but it was just out being in nature, what God had created. It was, it was fantastic. But we were throwing the football around, and Austin and I like, uh, well, we like to challenge it. You know, instead of just throwing easy passes, we do that for four or five passes just to kind of get the feel for things. But then what do we do? Make it lay us out, throw some divers. You're darn right. Air that baby out and run as fast as you possibly can in snow boots and snow clothes <laughs> and then lay out and make those catches. And uh, we had a couple of them. Of course, once uh, once we hit a couple, we got to push the envelope, right, kind of challenge ourselves. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and, and then, then we, we had a hard time topping the, the previous catch because we're like, oh, one more, one more, one more. And there were times we were getting on to ourselves, weren't we? I was like, oh, oh man. Yeah called myself an idiot for not throwing the perfect spiral with, with gloves and a, and a snowy football, right? And then not le- having uh, passed far enough for Austin to lay out. But I had to quickly catch that. And, and the whole thing about words have power, if you start to catch yourself, it doesn't mean you're never going to goof up. But if you, you, you're, you're kind of alert that you're going to catch yourself from saying these words, the better chance you are to stop them. Or if you do say it, you don't let the t- tirade continue. You cut it off in its tracks. Mm-hmm. So once it starts, it's it's usually going to keep on going until you stop it, or until someone says maybe something positive. But even then, you're like, yeah, well, and go back to the negative. So that's yeah, that's a great well, it's a slippery slope, isn't it? Once you start down that path, it's hard to heck. It's sort of like once you started down the hill and you hit that ice patch like you did yesterday. Man, you guys were gone, right? It was hard to stop it. Yes. And that's fun, sledding, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. That was a good time. But it's not fun when you've slipped down the um, the, the abyss of, of negativity, right? It's like uh, spiraling out of control. It's almost impossible <laughs> to stop. What did you think it up? <laughs> I, was, I thought it was just the, the abyss of negativity. Just, I thought that was funny. It is, right? It is. No, it's a good analogy. And then once you land, I mean, you land in this cesspool of negativity, right? And then you're just swimming in crap. <laughs> well, I know I'm being silly here, but we've all done that before. We've started down and start that slippery slope, baby, and it's hard as heck to stop. So that's the whole thing about being cognitive and aware of the words we say to ourselves and, of course, the words we say to others. But we're usually far worse on ourselves than we are on others. I mean, we would never – well, I guess we do from uh, a time to time. We, we tolerate what others say to us and do to us. But we would never allow somebody to abuse us the way we abuse ourselves. We wouldn't do it. But yet we do it to ourselves, and most of the times it's with words over actions. Now, actions speak louder than words. We've all heard that. But, uh, you know, and, and here, this is something I have the kids say at school, too, is the old sticks and stones. Do you remember the sticks and stones thing? It's been around for a while. I remember it. <laughs> Just share it with us so we all remember oh, it. Sticks uh, and stones. May break my bones, but... Words will never hurt me. Yeah, that that was good. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. And I had the kids say that, and I said, all right, now I want you to say this. That's a bunch of garbage. Bunch of garbage. Gar- Thank you, Austin, for, for saying that. It is a bunch of garbage because words do hurt. Now, of course, the whole message when that was put together, I mean, that was way back when I was a kid in the early 70s, right? And uh, and I'm sure it was around my, my for my parents and moving along and, you know, the old suck it up buttercup and all, all this other nonsense. And, yeah, there's times when people need to suck it up, I, I especially nowadays when everybody's offended by their own shadow. I mean, come on now. But it gets back to the premise of what we're talking about. Words have power, meaning if you allow those words to plant a seed in your mental garden, the power of what they're going to grow into, man, oh, man. 
And here's the thing about bullying. Does bullying always start off with physical? Uh, almost never. Oh, it doesn't. What's it start off with? It starts off usually pretty small with some little words, and then it escalates and keeps escalating until it gets physical. Sometimes it never gets physical, um, but a lot of times that the, the mental damage of bullying is, is much worse than the physical damage because the, uh, like, bruises will go away. Like, if you get, like, beat up or something, like, you're, you know, it'll, it'll hurt for a little bit, but it won't hurt for that long, and the bruises will go away. But if you allow it, like, if you bully yourself enough after you've been bullied by someone else mentally, like, with, with words, you start believing those words, then that's truly, like, the, personally, I think, the, the worst way you can bully yourself. <laughs> oh, exactly right, Austin. And then want to take away from physical bullying is, is well, bullying of any kind is, is horrible. That's why I spend so much time talking about it. And of course, that brings up if you don't follow us on Facebook on Bullyproof Our Kids with Master Grogan, check that page out. And that's why I'm spending so much time writing uh, the book, The ABCs to Become Bullyproof. And I'm going to follow that up with a, uh, a book for adults. And it's all about defeating the bully within. You know, I am bullyproof because we bully ourselves, as Austin just said, far more than, than anybody else bullies us. Now, you know, the physical scars, yeah, I mean, they, they hurt, but they do heal. But the mental scars that are left behind, and most mostly from the words of others, you know, we, we, we trust somebody and they, they say these things to us or the uh, horrible things that are on social media, those mental scars. And I'm telling you from personal experience, I'm a, you know, handful of months away from turning 50. Can you believe that, Austin? 50. Wow. Crazy. Yeah, I know I don't look a day over 49. I appreciate that. 35. Wow. 26. All right. I'll right. go with there, that. We'll go with that. All right. Thanks, buddy. You're welcome. <laughs> Austin's 19, and I, I don't look a day over 26. That's a little wacky. But anyway, we'll take it. We'll run with it. Positive words, right? Anyway, those mental words, those uh, those scars, man, they're still there. They are still there. It's like they never go away. It, it doesn't matter how much I till that garden up and get those weeds and negativity out. They always seem to pop up at inopportune times. But it's a constant battle. It's something to constantly work on. My thing is, if we don't plant the seeds in the first place, then we don't have to worry about those things growing up, right? Yeah. But too much of what we hear, what we say, what we listen to, who we surround ourselves with, the words we allow into our mind, man, they take, they take root. So be very, very careful the words you say to others and to yourself. All right. I think we laid that foundation pretty well. What do you think, Austin? Laid it out. Laid it out, baby. So let's uh, – let and I wrote down a handful of words here, so I'm just going to get the ball rolling. And, Austin, I'm going to, uh, you know, back with you just kind of about some of the powerful words we talked about at the academy. But I also want to share those with others so they can kind of think and say these words to themselves. You know, the power of looking in the mirror, like we said with the kiddos. Look in the mirror and say what? I'm awesome. I believe in me. Yeah. Different stuff like that. Yeah, it's stuff like that. But I mean, it's powerful to look in the mirror and say those things. And here's the thing when you first do it, you're, you're probably not going to say it with a lot of conviction. Matter of fact, mm-hmm. oftentimes, as Zig Ziglar says, we wait for our, um, um, our confidence tank to be completely empty or a motivation tank to be completely empty before we decide to fill it up. Well, if you keep that thing filling at all times, even when you have a dip, you're not just grabbing for straws, anything that can possibly lift you up. And a lot of times when people get low, get depressed, get unmotivated, they reach for substances that do harm to their bodies, right? Alcohol and drugs. And I know it's crazy. Well, to keep that tank, it doesn't mean you're not going to have a dip in the road, but if you're constantly talking about, I believe in me, 
you know what? I am good enough. I'm smart enough. I can do this. That's bumping yourself up. But if you're at the point where you're so low, it's going to be really, really hard to get back to kind of, you know, even level to build yourself up, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, so our goal with the kiddos is to continue building that confidence up as we go along. So the first time you say it, you're going to think it's weird. You're going to think it's crazy. But don't worry about it. And definitely I wouldn't say it in front of others right now because they're definitely going to think you're, you're weird and goofy. But you say it to yourself, you build that up, and I'm telling you, the way you walk, the way you talk, the way you interact with others, it, it's, it's going it, to be different. People are going to see it. So anyway, some of the words, you know, I believe in me. I'm awesome. I can do this. I can. I will. I am. You know, meaning I can do this. I will do this. I am doing this. And that's probably the hardest thing is the I am, right? You can say I can. Okay. You can say I will. But if you've lied to yourself long enough with the I can and I will, you're going to start to doubt yourself. But I am, that means you're actually doing it, right? Yes. Yeah. How about, um, you know, you're awesome. I believe in you. You can do this. Great job. You did it. Or good old-fashioned, yes! How powerful is that? Very powerful. Tony Robbins thing. Yeah, that's Tony Robbins. And, and one of, uh, when I first learned I could read, you know, seven years ago, <laughs> didn't know I could read, one of the first books I read was Jeffrey Gittimore's Yes to a Positive Attitude. And it said uh, how powerful yes is. Well, just saying, yes. I mean, it makes you almost smile. Then, yeah, baby, yeah. Because we all like yes. We hate no. <laughs> no. Uh, that's a negative word, isn't it? No, 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 no. Unfortunately, as adults, we got to tell our kids no too, too often, right? Because <laughs> yes. we want to keep them safe. <laughs> but anyway, yes toward a positive attitude. Uh, I mentioned the book by Jeffrey Gittimore. He had said, uh, when you score a touchdown in football, you don't say positive. When you score a goal in hockey, you don't say positive. When you hit a home run in baseball, you don't say positive. When you get a test back from a teacher and you got an A on it, you don't say positive. What do you say? Yes. <laughs> you like that? You ever heard that before? Never shared that with you before? Yes. Probably sometime. But anyway, I mean, think about that. So yes is extremely powerful. It makes us feel good, right? You know, ask a girl out for a date. No. Mm-hmm. Yes, all right. <laughs> you don't say positive. You say yes. You feel good about that. So I know it's kind of silly, but it's a word that we often overlook. But yes, and thank you to Jeffrey Gittimore, which, by the way, I, got, uh, I met him a handful of years ago, and um, he, he's quite the character. I like him a lot. I like him a lot. He's a pretty hard hitter. But I love all his books. He's got a ton of books out. But Yes Toward a Positive Attitude was that book, and it's, a, it's a, like a yellow gold book. It's pretty cool. And it's an easy read, too. Anyway. Yes. How about rock star or hero? Or I'm so proud of you. You're amazing. And it's different words. And of course, uh, these words are powerful. They're uplifting. And how does it make you feel when someone says, I mean, even you, I mean, you've accomplished a ton of things in your uh, 19 years of life. You know, a third degree black belt. You're a, a, a senior instructor at the academy. Everything you've earned, though, it's nothing's been given to you. And a lot of times you probably thought dad was being rough on you. And, and I was. Um, but that's a balance too, parents. It's kind of a sidebar here. Oftentimes we're pushing and driving our kids to be their very, very best because we know how rough and tough the world is, but we sometimes push them too far. And Austin won't say it, but I know I did. I pushed him a little further than I should have. Now, of course, with that, I had to do some rebuilding. So find that balance. It's tough, but just know if you push too hard or not hard enough, and it's a tough balance, you know, there's going to be damage done on either side. So do your best to find the balance, but I said this at the Christmas party. Love to a child is spelt, do you remember, Austin? T-I-M-E. 
Man, you are good, buddy. I was listening. You were listening. Yes. What did I just say? Yes. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> and that, this happened. I didn't mean it. But yes. So, yeah, love to a child is spelled T-I-M-E. And those that are a little slow on the pickup there, it's time. Yes, there you go. I know, I, I, and when I say that, because that's me, uh, uh, the books I read or the audiobooks I listen to or if I go to a motivational thing and they'll spell something out, I'll be like, what the heck did they just spell? My head's all over the place. I'm looking at, you know, the squirrel that's running around outside. Time. Time, right? Love is spelled child, T-I-M-E, time. So good stuff there. But I just said yes. And, of course, it made me think. Remember, we watched it not too long ago, Napoleon Dynamite. We've seen it countless times. But remember when he's uh, testing the different milks? <laughs> this, this one tastes like the cow got into an onion patch. Correct. And what does he say? Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's goofy, but it's true, isn't it? Now, so how do you compliment a kid when they do something right? Yes. I think, actually, I think we do. I don't even, I, now I don't even think about it when they, yes, great job. Holy cow. This could be called the Yes Show from now on. I'm going to have to get a hold of Jeffrey Gittimore and tell him we're promoting the heck out of his book. Yes. <laughs> good. All right. So, uh, anyway, good stuff. But the positive words kind of getting back on track here as we drifted away a little bit. But, I mean, it's all impactful in a positive way. Just as all the things we're talking about positive, the positive words can have a great positive impact. Well, guess what? Soaking words on the other side, right? Like, you can't do that. You're not smart enough. You're not good enough. And oftentimes, and parents will do these things, they won't even realize they're doing it. And maybe you've done it before. I know I have. That's why I'm going to bring it up here. We often say the worst things we, we, we could, I mean, I don't say that we possibly could, but we say these things without even realizing it right in front of our kid. Like at the academy, oftentimes we'll have a parent say, oh, well, he, he, he's just a mess. You need to fix him. Right in front of the kid. But come on. Or, well, of course, the best one is, why can't you be more like your brother? Why can't you be more like your sister? Oh, well, he's not very talented. He's not very athletic. He's not very good at that. He has a terrible time focusing. Now, of course, they're bringing and presenting the problem to us. But, and parents, like I said, I've said those things too. I feel horrible about it. That's why I'm bringing it to you because I want you to do a better job. Think about the impact or the seed you're planting in that child's mind. You're their, they're their hero, and you've just told them that they have a terrible time focusing. Well, of course, they're going to believe their whole life they can't focus, right? So they're not going to. Now they're going, well, I'm terrible at it. Why even try, right? Exactly. Yeah, that, that especially planted as a kid, I mean, you're, that seed is just going to be there for such a long time unless you, like you said, just completely uprooted it, which is going to be so difficult, yeah, so... Yes, and it, it's good for us at the academy to know the reason that they're there and maybe the problems that the child is having. Just maybe while, while the child's on the mat doing class, then you can tell me maybe a little privater, and that, that didn't come out right. Well, no, in a private manner as opposed to right in front of the child, and I get it. it, it it's like, well, I don't want to lie about it. The kid has trouble focusing. Yeah, I get it, but don't say he's terrible at it. And, uh, you know, I, I remember – well, and Zig Ziglar had talked about this a lot. When he was a kid, he was told that he, um, he, he was terrible at reading. So he believed his whole life that he was terrible at reading because somebody planted that seed. Now, could that have been handled a little different? Hey, maybe this is some area you're struggling, but here's a way to get better at it, right? 
but we say right off the cuff, you know, or the kid's not very talented or athletic, or you can't sing. Think about that for a minute. Talk about words have power. All the great singers who were told as a kid they couldn't sing, and they gave up on their dreams, right? Maybe you were told that you couldn't talk, you couldn't speak correctly, or uh, you weren't, I don't know, a good writer, whatever, right? You weren't a good baseball player. That crushed their dreams. Now, I'm not saying give false hope, and you know uh, I'm not a believer and everybody gets a trophy at all. you got to work for what you get, but I am saying it's better to build kids up. Don't build up with false hope, but be very careful about what you say that can be very destructive to them and to, the, uh, to yourself. Like uh, um, it was uh, one of the conferences that not too long ago, the uh, presenter talked about how uh, a dad came in and uh, shoved the kid this like nine-year-old kid at this 16-year-old instructor and said, he's broke, you fix him. (laughs) What do you think that does to that kid's psyche, right? My gosh, terrible. And the kid goes, oh, my hero, my dad said I'm broken. I must be broken. And chances are, and if you look at the, the psychological profiles of a lot of people that are incarcerated doing prison time, it's because nobody ever believed of them, believed in them. They said horrible things. You know, a silly little thing is, uh, uh, anytime a police car, you know, hear a siren, what's almost the go-to response that somebody says, you know, uh, no. Oh, looks like they're coming for you. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> now I know we that say it in fun. humor is fun, but you know, the kid hears that often enough. They start to think the police are bad people, right? That is true. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. And that, that's the whole point of what I'm trying to bring up here. These little seeds we're planting kind of without even realizing it and the damage they're doing. Now, yes, in today's society, we could we could toughen up a little bit, or maybe a lot bit. But we've gotten, and, and that's where the real damage starts coming in. We have gone from being totally, you know, just saying anything and everything to the point where we don't say enough of it. I mean, so we've tipped the scales in the wrong direction, just like before. We don't want to give false praise or false hope, but we want to build the kid up. It's a balancing act, and that's what makes life, well, so tough but also so interesting. What do you think, Austin? Awesome stuff. Yeah? So let's see. We covered the seeds. Oh, what about, uh, do we ever know the battles others are fighting? Almost never. Almost never, right? We don't. We don't know what's going on in people's minds. You know, we have no idea the mental turmoil they're maybe going through. Not, not only today, but maybe the whole week, the whole year. We don't know what battles they're fighting. So back to the whole essence of the live to give we talked about random acts of kindness in uh, episode or part one. Part two was the power of the smile. Here we're talking about words have power. And we kind of dug in deep here. We may have opened up some wounds and some scars in some folks. And obviously, it's not my goal to hurt anybody, but my goal is to open up your mind a little bit because I'm saying these things. I'm being as transparent as possible because these are some of the battles that I've dealt with my entire life. But we have no idea the battles others are fighting. So to say a kind word can lift them up. And, you know, there's been countless studies and reports done when someone was at the end of the rope, they were done. They were going to, you know, they, they had the plans to co- commit suicide. And someone at some point in time during that day said something nice to them. And they thought, well, maybe somebody cares. That's crazy. But that's the reality of things. It truly is. We never know the battles they're fighting, and we never know the simplest, most insignificant thing can mean the most to somebody else. And it could be just smiling at them. It could be just saying hi to them. It could be saying, hey, I like your hair. (laughs) 
hey, that's a new, that's a cool shirt. Or like Austin said, when the kids come in and the kids have their head down, they're, you know, scared to death. Maybe they're depressed. We don't know. But Austin says something like, man, those shoes light up. That's cool. Awesome. Give me a high five. We're giving that kid hope. And we all have the power to do that. Which, of course, part four is be a hero, right? And is being a hero tough? Not really. And we'll talk more about that uh, uh, in episode number, what is that, 192. So this might be a good time to talk to our new listeners. What we do is we, we record two shows a week. The uh, long show is this show right here. We, we Whatever the subject matter is, this one is Words Have Power. We'll go dig in deep, in depth about that topic. And then we have a quick hitter, which airs on Fridays, and I call it a quick hitter. It's 7 to 10 minutes, and it's usually a recap of this show, but it's also attached with a challenge. I challenge you for this weekend. I want you to do this. I want you to work on this. So our long show is anywhere from now 30 at the shortest to 45, 50 minutes, kind of in that range. And then the short, quick hitter airs on Fridays. It's just a little recap, plus it's the challenge attached to it. They kind of start your week off and then end your week, uh, send you to the weekend with that challenge. So anyway, this is part three. Part four, we're going to talk about uh, being a superhero, and that will come up uh, uh, next week. All right. Well, Austin, uh, man, we've covered a lot here, bud. Yeah. And, I mean, good stuff. We kind of dug deep on a few areas there and uh, talked about the seeds and the, the uh, and now, you know, you've heard me talk about it for how many years now, what you plant in that mental garden, man. It grows. It grows, regardless what it is, right? Exactly. Yes. And I just kind of wanted to say one more thing. A lot of times uh, mood has almost everything to do with what we say. So... Regardless of what situation you're in, a lot of times, I mean, we're human, so we'll be in a bad mood. Just do your best to take a breath and think about what you say before you let it go. Because once once it's said, it cannot be taken back. So once you say it, you say it. It doesn't matter how many times you apologize or say you didn't mean it. It was said, so that's that's all that matters in the end. So even if you're in a bad mood, do your best, take a breath, and then respond to the situation more positively. Wow, that was fantastic. And you're exactly right. We all, once again, going through our battles and our moods. And oftentimes when we're in a bad mood, we say the things we're going to regret. But you're, you're, that's a great point, Austin. Once those words are released out into the universe, just like once the the words I say on the podcast, and I, I'm pretty open and free with what I say here. But I got I to gotta try and remember that as well. And that's why, you know, before we do the show, you know, I, I, I'm blessed and honored to be able to come in and do this. And the fact that uh, we've got listeners and the listenership continues to grow. I mean, that's fantastic, man. That makes me feel really good. But put on that smile. I do a little meditation. And I ask, I actually, I pray, God, please grant me the wisdom to deliver the best content I can to empower as many people as I can to live their best kick in life. Boom. That's my little meditation prayer right before uh, we go on the air here. That, that's a great point, though, Austin. Be careful. And I always talk about, and I, I'm still struggling with this battle, too. It's, it's uh, one of my demons that I'm fighting is to respond instead of react. Mm-hmm. You react to a situation. It's usually a gut knee-jerk reaction, right? Boom. And then you say something, you do something, you're going to regret. If you respond, you've had time to at least take a breath. An example I like to give, if somebody cuts you off in traffic, your reaction is to what? honk your horn flip them off right i mean that's just how it is right and say yell out the window something and of course your kids are in the car they hear and see that what are they going to think to do 
Well, that's how you act because my hero's doing it, right? If you respond, you take a breath and realize, oh, maybe that person's, uh, maybe they're rushing to the hospital. Maybe they're just a jerk. I don't know. I don't know what's going on in their life. It doesn't really matter, it, though. It doesn't really matter. Let it go, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's a that's a, a battle. I'm like we just, I don't know. Our, our sink had backed up for several days, and after working on it, and I'm not. I can fix things when I need to, but I need to learn that that's not my God given talent. I need to hire that out and you know pay somebody else to do it. So I'm helping them, and also I'm helping my own family, so I don't get frustrated and react <laughs> and uh, throw things around and, I don't know, waste my time and, and then get frustrated. One last point, and I'm glad I checked my notes one last time here, is uh, uh, where are we at? Another thing about words have power, make sure that we do a good job of following up on what we say we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, think about that. Like yesterday, I had promised Emmett that I was going to take him sledding again. And the accountant called, wanted to meet, wanted to drop off our, our Christmas ham and then go over a few financials. And I was like, oh, okay, well, and I said, no. I told Emmett that we're going to go sledding. Now, I would love to lie to you folks and tell you that every time I say something, I actually follow up and do it. I haven't always done that. But by me being, once again, cognitive of it, me saying it to you, me thinking about it, has helped me more to say, you know what? No. Uh, accountant, uh, we'll have to meet later. If you want to drop it off at the house, that's fine. But I promise my little buddy I'm taking him sledding. I say that because I got Austin in the studio with me. And um, I hate to admit this, but it's the truth. I've lied to him more times than I'd like. I've told him I'd do something, and I haven't followed through on it. And those words have power because sooner or later, they stop believing it. So be careful. Do what you say you're going to do. Also, to yourself, you say you're going to do this. You say you're going to go to the gym. Man, say it out loud. Make those words have more power. And if you don't do it, well, I'm going to say beat yourself up too badly, but think about why you didn't do it, what you can do differently. So make sure you do what you say you're going to do. That's pretty powerful, isn't it, buddy? Very powerful. Very powerful. All right, Austin. Well, what uh, what do you got in closing for our, our fine listeners out there? I uh, I did my closing earlier. Oh, you're done? <laughs> you're clocking out? Is that is that it? He goes, all right, I'm done. <laughs> I, I, I gotta I, save some material for show two. Oh, no, man, you don't save material. You let it all hang out, and you get the creative juices going, and you you come up with something else. You, you got so much creativity in there. Nothing, just words have power. Nothing, no send off for them. Words have power, everybody. All right, thank you. I don't know. You're stamping that. That's it, Austin. <laughs> stamping it. He's done. All right, folks. Well, thank you very, very much, Austin. Thank you for being in studio with me, buddy. I love you. I always uh, enjoy having you here and had a good chance to talk to you. I don't know if you really wanted to be with Dad in the recording studio or I just promised you to go out and grab some sushi afterwards. So That's what did it. Man. That's what did it. All right. Well, words have power. He just told me the truth. I'm, I'm, no, well, that's, that's not <laughs> entirely true. That was like the icing. On the icing cake. on the cake. Okay. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate you. Which is the best part. But no, I'm just joking. This is the best part. He doesn't right eat here. the cake. He, he just wants the icing. <laughs> no, I do. I really do enjoy being here, and I love you too. Thanks for having me. It it is pretty, uh, pretty very cool that uh, people listen to to what I have to say, and that you know makes me feel kind of special. So that's cool. There you go. Makes you feel good. It's all about feeling good. All right. Well, I'm glad Austin feels good. Thank you, folks, for making Austin feel good. That makes me feel good. See how we do that? I we all feel good now. Yeah, it's a feel good show. It's a kicking live show. 
And what's kicking life? You remember? <laughs> it's it's only been around for how many how many years now? I know I've changed the spelling, I've changed the wording, I've changed the, but it, it still held its central meaning since day one. Kicking life is man, you're cashing checks, you're kicking butt, you're taking names. Not if, yeah, you're smiling about that. That's something new. I've kind of had, but not if, <laughs> but when society does what to you? When when society kicks your butt, we're going and knocks you down. The Kicking Life podcast is going to do our best to motivate and empower you to get yourself back up to live your best kicking life. Ooh, baby. That is awesome, Austin. That's why we call you Awesome Austin. Good stuff, buddy. And, of course, a little, uh, little uh, oh, I don't know, what do you call that, in front of their name. I don't even know what you say, but uh, Awesome Austin, you know, <laughs> cool little names for the kiddos there. It makes them feel pretty good. And, of course, it makes us adults feel so good. Make you feel good, Austin? It awesome, makes Austin. me feel good. The kids love little nicknames like that. They love them. Nicknames. Yeah, there you Try go. To come up with those. Good stuff. What makes them feel special, right? It does. And every, everyone's wearing a sign. What does that sign say? Make me feel special. Darn right it does. All right, folks. Well, hopefully we made you feel special. Hopefully we helped enhance your day and helped you live your best kick in life. As always, check out our previous episodes. We've got 189 of them. This show is uh, episode 190. It's week three or part three, I should say, of the um, – Live to Give. Make sure you check out the previous one so you got a uh, all the random acts of kindness and then the power of the smile. And now the words have power. And, of course, next week, part four, we're going to close this baby out with be a hero. Be someone's hero. Follow us on social media. On uh, Instagram, it's Kickin' Life, K-I-C-K-I-N-L-I-F-E. We've also got our martial arts page, which is Grogan's Martial Arts. And then on Facebook, same thing, Grogan's Martial Arts for the martial arts page. So if you're in the local area, come by and check us out at the academy. Everything we talk about here is what we try and instill in the kiddos at the studio. And I say try because I've learned that I can't force feed anybody. They have to be willing. And uh, um, same thing with the parents and the kids. They are the ones that have to put forth the effort and they have to be willing to learn. But, man, the priceless benefits of being open enough and willing enough to learn, uh, it, 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 it's, uh, it's fulfilling for your entire life. And uh, with our Kicking Life, it's Kicking Life with Master Grogan on Facebook. And what else? We got Bullyproof Our Kids with Master Grogan on Facebook. And then also Live Your Best Kick in Life. So check out all those platforms. Give us your feedback. Share this with somebody that you know could benefit from this message because that's kind of going along our, our whole mission, which is empowering kids and adults to believe in themselves, to stand up to bullying, stand out in a crowd. And the big reason we want to do all that is to make society a happier, healthier, and safer place to live so our kids, when they grow up, They've got a society, man, that's worth living in, right? A society that's better for them. And that's, of course, part of being a hero as well. Doing something that you may never see the benefit of, but you know it's helping somebody else along the way. So uh, share this with, with somebody else that you know would benefit. And we love those five-star reviews. So give us those five-star reviews. And what that really does is that helps let others know what this show is all about. Yeah. And the more of those reviews we get, the more uh, we continue to move up in the charts, so to speak. And the higher we are, the more people are going to see and have access to the show. And that's going to help them, once again, live their best kick in life. All right. Well, Austin, thank you very much, buddy. I appreciate you. Love thank you. you. Love you, too. Folks, we love you. God loves you. Please share that love with the world. And until we talk again, you get out there and do your best. And I promise you'll be your very best. God bless you. God bless your loved ones. I can't wait to chat with you again real soon. Have a blessed day, everybody. Bye-bye.
Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to another exciting Kickin' Life podcast. This is Master Rich Grogan, your Kickin' Life guru, reminding you you can find our podcast online at kickinlifepodcast.com or through iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcast. Tune in next week. Another exciting show coming your way. In the meantime, you get out there and do what you do best, and I promise you'll be your very best. Have a blessed day, everybody. Talk to you real soon. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.